What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the break room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today's Sunday, July 19th, and I want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the Pre-Market Roast with your hosts, Sebastian Ruiz and Zachary Cassio. Welcome back, guys. What's going on? Thanks back for checking in the break room. You know, we come back to you guys every single week with the most solid stock plays out there on the interwebs. So welcome back. On the interwebs, boys. We're hoping that last week you guys had a nice week. We threw out some potential bangers. One of them did absolutely amazing for us. We hope it did amazing for you guys as well. Uh, I think we're going to start today by just recapping through those picks. And we're going to start it off with UAV's AG Eagle Aerial Systems, which had a fantastic run this week. Practically went up Monday through Friday. Friday finally ended up dropping off a little bit, but still even had some intraday gain opportunity. Ended up opening Monday at 228. Hit a high on Thursday at 392, which is a solid 72% gain. I mean, for anyone that got in Monday morning and trusted the instinct from the boys, you probably profited nicely, and I, I'm, I'm glad to hear everyone. I hope everyone at least got a little bit of money off this one because it was almost a gimme. Yeah, an absolute banger from UAV Aerial Systems. I mean, when, when it first popped up on our radar, it was even below two. So this was an absolute terror, and you know we hope she'll continue to tear in the future as like most of our picks do. We'll go into our next pick of the week. Not as much action from the other two. Uh, Crex Creative Realities had a good push on on the week, uh, midweek to the 240s, and then kind of sold off the rest of the week. And Nokia kind of trading pretty sideways, uh, opening up on Monday at 424. Actually hit a good, pretty pretty good high, a little 16 cent run to the 440. So hopefully, guys, you, hopefully you guys could make some money on that one. And then our bonus pick of the week, Drive Shack, uh, opened 170 on Thursday, hit a nice little 180, a little 10 cent push, and then asked close on Friday at 179. So positive on the bonus stock of the week. But this week, guys, we got some, we got a really interesting week ahead of us, and that's because it is earnings week. Oh, yeah. Very interesting week ahead of us. And I think the first pick we're going to go into today, actually, we already picked back on May 31st. It was actually our second podcast we ever created for stocks. And it's OPKO Health, ticker symbol OPK. Previously, when we called it out on May 31st, it was sitting at a nice $2.28. Currently, where we're reiterating it with another buy, it's $4.79. So it's already doubled from what we've called it out at. And we still think there's room to run because of the recent catalyst that have just came out. You want to explain a little bit about that, Sebastian? Yeah, I mean, like Zach said, we called out this banger back over about a month and a half ago, May 31st, 228. It's almost doubled. And the room to grow on this is just because of its association with some of the biggest sports league in the in North America. Uh, OPK's uh, subsidiary, uh, what is it called? Bio? Bioreference Laboratories. Yeah, sorry about that. So OPK subsidiary, Bioreference Laboratories, is actually the main testing for all of the NBA players at the bubble, which is actually being held in Orlando, Florida. So bioreference laboratories is, is controlling all of that testing for the NBA, as well as a recent contract just came out that they are partnering with the NFL to do all their testing when they start back up. 
as well as they are they are already doing the startup for when the MLS Major League Soccer kicks back up, including players and officials. So I mean, seeing that OPK is running all the testing for the sports leagues, and you know the you, America as a whole is demanding sports back. Everybody wants sports back and running. And OPK being the front runner of all diagnostic testing for these three leagues could even show uh, following suit from the other American leagues that we haven't seen yet uh, in question of starting back up, such as the MLB, the NHL. So that's why we think this has such room to grow. Yeah, no, we definitely think it has room to grow, especially with the recent cat, because this is, by the way, a COVID testing company. And with the big contracts they've gotten recently with the NBA and the NFL, I mean, the key part about this is that it's not going to be a one-time test for most of these players. They're going to be tested practically every single time they walk into a facility, which means a lot of tests are going to be run. There's a lot of players in the league. They practice every single day. They have games usually almost every other day in the season when it starts back up again. So there's going to be a lot of tests rolling in and out here, and that's, that's going to be a lot of profit coming in for OPK. Yeah, as well as that, I mean, we, we why we even think this could run, they got reiterated on a $6 price target on June 8th, as well as they're even up $0.20 cents after hours. So giving this another reiteration of a buy um, on top of the COVID testing for the main uh, American sports leagues, they also met uh, primary endpoints for their phase three drug to treat child, children with growth hormone deficiency, which is a big thing in, the, in America. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that in itself is just a side perk of this company is that they also are actually coming out with treatments. They have two that have previously been approved for other drugs. And this one seems like it might get approved as well because phase three data is obviously phase three is the last phase. And they met primary and secondary endpoints on their Somatragon drug. So, I mean, that's just another side perk along with the testing. We see other testing stocks north of double digits already. So with the buy rating that came out of $6 before they even announced the NBA, the NFL, and the MS, MLS partnerships, that means that that probably wasn't factored into the $6 price target, which means it's probably even higher than that. So there's a lot of room to run. I mean, even with those three partnerships, I mean, OPK has such potential. I mean, and, and this even is just another way to show you guys that the plays that we're calling out on this podcast every single week, are are going to continue to be profitable. I mean, what is that? Almost a hundred percent gain since we called it out on May thirty first, and now adding even more partnerships. You know, who knows the ceiling for OPK? I mean, personally for me, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this ran to the double digits. What about you, Zach? I definitely wouldn't be surprised just because of how much relevancy this company has in all the major sports coming back. I mean, if if the sports really come back, like how they're being anticipated to. I mean, this company is going to be bringing in profit left and right from these organizations all throughout 2020. And I mean, quarter two alone, they already had places set up in New York, which obviously, as you guys knew, was the practical COVID capital for the first part of the quarter two. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to grow as far as how much they're bringing in from these tests, especially with the new things, the new partnerships they just had uncovered. But I mean, I think now, we did a little bit on that. We, we gave you a little background on OPK. I definitely think it's going to be a great pick, but we're going to have to roll in now to our second pick, which is going to be AstraZeneca, ticker symbol AZ. Sebastian, you want to start them off with this, and I'll, I'll chime in a little bit? 
I'll just add uh, just a co correction there. Ticker symbol AZN. AZN. Okay, yeah, yes. that's my bad. Gotcha. So and AstraZeneca is actually one of the five finalists selected for Operation Warp Speed, which is the vaccine race for uh, coronavirus, you know, the, the global pandemic that we're currently facing. Um, their study is actually being held in conjunction with the University of Oxford, Oxford researchers in the United Kingdom. AstraZeneca being based out of the United Kingdom makes complete sense. And they're actually uh, the one finalist of Operation Warp Speed that has not come out with any phase one results. As you guys might have saw, uh, one of our old picks, Moderna, actually, since we called it out in the 60s, uh, hit a high in the 90s after releasing uh, robust phase one results. And another uh, one of the finalists on Operation Warp Seed, Pfizer, ticker symbol PFE, also came out with positive phase one results. And the thing that's we're, we're, the thing that's really being waited, waited on here on AstraZeneca is that they're set to release their positive phase one results uh, even in the beginning of this week, if I'm right in saying that, Zach. Yeah, no, literally tomorrow morning they're publishing or they're making public the journal that they're publishing on their phase one or the, the part. I think they're already in phase three of their trials, but the, the phase one of that phase three trial with a, with is actually human patients that they're using this vaccine on. So, I mean, the big thing is here is we've seen, as we saw last week with Moderna, who was also another pick that we called out from before, they came out and had great results for their vaccine candidate. And that stock has been shooting since. And if you want me to be honest, it broke the 90s. It's probably going to get hit the 100 just because stocks tend to like those psychologically round numbers. So I think it's not going to pull back until it hits 100. And same thing with AstraZeneca just broke the 60s for the first time in almost a year. So they're probably going to be looking for that $70 mark. And I wouldn't be surprised if they broke through that if tomorrow when they come out with their news, it, they also say that there's robust evidence that this actually does, uh, what is it, make people immune to the COVID virus. So, I mean, and as well as that, just to um, bounce off that, what you said, Zach, AstraZeneca actually uh, hit its 52-week high of 61.46 and actually is up another $2 after hours right now, sitting at 63 after hours. And the thing that is really prevalent here is that AstraZeneca is also using uh, a study with T-cells and antibodies to see which of those is actually taking the biggest effect on the, the COVID virus itself. You know, that that data report is obviously, like Zach said, it's due on Monday. So we could even see um, some major, some major growth here uh, exiting the 60s and trying to find 50, new 52-week highs. We even have here that uh, and the option volume, if you guys know a little bit about option calls and puts, contracts, betting if stocks are going to go up or down, the option volume on Friday was seven times the normal volume of AstraZeneca with over 250,000 contracts being bought on Friday, um, you know, forthcoming Monday's uh, report. And also Bloomberg Business quotes that Oxford's COVID-19 vaccine devised by the main researcher Sarah Gilbert is in human trials. And I just wanted to clarify this. Some of you guys might be asking yourself, well, why is AstraZeneca just coming out with the with phase one? Why, you know, why are they lacking behind Moderna or Pfizer? Well, actually, I did some digging and Moderna and Pfizer both skipped animal trials. And that's something that Moderna, uh, AstraZeneca did not do. They, they did animal trials before they did human trials. And that just shows the, you know, the maturity of this drug company. I mean, 
I mean, Zach, what do we see on their pipeline? Over 25 drugs already currently approved and on the market. That just shows maturity from this company. Oh, no, 100%. That bottom line is this company knows how to get things to the market, and they already have the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services collaborating with them to make available at least 300 million doses of their coronavirus vaccine within as early as October of 2020. So, I mean, if things come out tomorrow and they're just as promising as Moderna's results, this practically will be the front runner in the vaccine market. And what we've seen vaccine stocks do recently is practically the whole country relies on a vaccine coming to light and coming to light quick. So that's why everyone's pouring their money into these stocks. So, I mean, for it to be only in the 60s right now, I, with all the other stocks I've seen just absolutely take off recently, I really wouldn't be surprised if this thing broke through the 70 mark and to- went off towards 80. Yeah, would not be surprised as that as well. Another thing I wanted to touch on really quick uh, from that Bloomberg quote, Sarah Gilbert being the main researcher, she actually, you know, talking about the maturity of the company, the main researcher, Sarah Gilbert, also has triplets, both a- all three ages 21 that are also studying biochemistry. All four of those people in her family are also signed up for the human trial for her own coronavirus vaccine. So the, if the main researcher of a drug company feels comfortable enough taking the drug that she's producing for the whole world, then that gives me a little tingly feeling in my stomach, if you know what I mean. Oh, no, yeah, 100%. And you guys, just to be clear right now, the stock is only sitting around $63. So it definitely has that upside potential. It's up after hours. People bought a lot of call options on Friday right before close, which means a lot of people are anticipating a run this week, probably just like what Moderna had last week when they came out with their stuff. And now Moderna went from, I think in the seventies and now they're sitting at 93 and chilling and they're probably going to go to that hundred mark. So I would not be surprised if this stock does the exact same. It's easy money just because they have so many so many different drugs in their pipeline as well that are making a lot of money for them on the side already. I mean, their market cap's over $100 billion. Even if the vaccine doesn't go as well as planned, this stock is still well worth above $50 a share just because how much stuff they already have on the market. So there's really not that much downside. And if the vaccine comes out and the stuff that they publish tomorrow is good, I'll tell you right now, there'll be a lot of upside crazy upside as well as after tomorrow when the report is set to come out there's also a hearing july 21st uh where all five finalists merck moderna pfizer astrazeneca and johnson and johnson will be testifying in front of the house committee of energy and commerce and the hearing will be providing an opportunity for both congress and the american people to hear directly from the manufacturers on some updates on their coronavirus vaccines so this week along with earnings week can also be a great update for the american people and the whole world to get some updates on where these viruses sit where the vaccines sit excuse me and so uh yeah crazy upside here on astrazeneca and you know hopefully you guys can wake up early enough to maybe catch it before it goes to maybe the 80s who knows where it can go really exactly with the other stocks who knows i mean there's not really any vaccine candidates at this point under 80 dollars a share which is alarming considering that we still have one that is coming out with news tomorrow so, I mean, pretty much for me, it's I'm waking up at 4 a.m. tomorrow and getting in. But that's just that's just a personal opinion. And I think now we're going to move into the third and final pick, everybody. And this is also another 
earnings play. I mean, I, at the beginning, we kind of announced you guys how quarter two earnings have just recently started coming out for these big time companies and yep. another yep. one of those companies and the stock on our watch list is going to be Snap Incorporated, ticker symbol S-N-A-P, who's actually the owner of the social media app Snapchat. You guys and might be familiar with it. It just might. I don't know if you are or not. I mean, we don't post our podcast on there or anything. But other than that, pretty much they come out with their earnings Tuesday, July 21st, after market. Right now, I mean, I remember trading this stock earlier in the, in 2020 and after their quarter one earnings where analysts were coming out saying this is the worst social media app. They're poised for destruction. They don't have any revenue coming in. Actually posted their earnings had lots of revenue coming in, ended up jumping 40 plus percent the day after they came out with earnings. And I, which I don't know if you guys realize, but usually the past, what happens in the past of a stock usually happens again in the future. If they react a certain way to certain catalysts, they're going to continue to do so, which means that this stock tends to really overreact when earnings comes out. And if earnings comes out, better than expected, which they're expected isn't even good right now. And considering how many ads I've been seeing on Snapchat, I think they're going to blow through expectations. I mean, last time I, I wasn't so sure I ended up not investing in Snapchat before the earnings call. And I kicked myself in the leg because of course I was, I mean, us Gen Zers should know. I mean, Facebook's above $200 a share. Twitter I mean, I don't, I don't know how well their ad revenue is and with all the scandals coming out on Twitter, that's why they kind of been tanking recently. I mean, there's been no scandals on Snapchat. The revenue from their ads has probably skyrocketed because I've never seen more ads on Snapchat in my life than I have within the last three months. Every and, time you click on a story, you get an ad right after, am I right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't even... I, I think most people here know the OG Snapchat where you used to be able to click through your friend's story so fast from start to finish. And now that's not the case. Almost every two stories you watch, you have an ad coming in as well as all the new things for the for you that are like sponsored. Now they have ESPN. They have now this discover. Like, yeah. All these different news, Cosmopolitan, a bunch of articles, a bunch of articles from companies, private stories. Exactly. And, and, that's all money that Snapchat's getting. All these companies are paying Snapchat to put them on Snapchat's platform. So I think they've really expanded their base recently. And I think they really are poised for growth within the next two, three years. Because I remember back when the older millennials first started using Facebook and MySpace, practically every single person that was growing up was creating an account. And that's what we're seeing now in Snapchat. And the great part about Snapchat is they really haven't had negative media on their back recently, like Twitter and Facebook has Facebook interfering with the election, Twitter getting 150 plus top accounts hacked for their financials. And I mean, that's the best part about Snapchat is it's actually really poised for growth and there's no negative news trying to hold them back from doing so. Yeah. I mean, especially like Zach said, the, the earnings catalyst, Snapchat could be one of those stocks that really plays on earnings and really, you know, gets to that overreaction and that oversold or overbought, sorry, and especially with the ad-based revenue and so many people staying inside, being on social medias, especially in quarantine. I mean, Snapchat tripled from their 789 lows after they completely smashed their 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 quarter one earning estimates. I mean, their quarter one revenue climbed 44% to 
462 million with which blew analyst estimates out of the water. And so the question here is is COVID going to affect Snapchat's quarter 2 earnings? And if you think about it this way, people staying inside in quarantine, using their phone more, watching more ads, a, bu- a bunch of more ads on Snapchat. Everybody that probably listens to this podcast has Snapchat, has an active Snapchat account and knows that those ad those ad those ads are coming in hot and heavy and we know that Snapchat's making that dosh as well as active users of Snapchat have jumped 20% to 20 230 million users and that's up another 20% from last year. So users increasing during quarantine. I mean honestly, I saw the uh, analyst estimates for quarter 2 was about 434 million dollars in revenue which is less than their quarter 1. So really, I think quarter two for Snapchat is going to absolutely blow it over the water, and it might as well go to the 30s because it's right now it's sitting at 24. Good quarter two brought it brought that thing from the gutter in the sevens to in the 20s. This quarter two is a very very pivotal point for Snapchat's future. I mean, two earning two amazing earnings calls back to back could really set this thing on an uptrend and just set it going to where it wants to be. Yeah, exactly. And especially considering how they hit their resistance at like $27 about a week and a half ago. And they kind of treaded down to the low 23s, high 22s. And now they're already in the 24s on their way back up. And I honestly would not be surprised if they broke that resistance once good news comes out on their earnings. And I'm definitely going to be playing this earnings because last time I didn't and it bit me in the bum. So, I mean, for sure this time I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to gamble in this and for sure I'm hoping it pays off because it did last time. And unfortunately I wasn't in for it. And here at the break room, we learn from our past mistakes. You know, we see one earnings call that we couldn't get in on. We see, we track the growth of it. And now, now it's time to get in. Now this is our opportunity to make it back and we're going to make it back with this quarter two earnings play. And we think that Snapchat has a really good upside. Like Zach said, I mean, it hit that, hit that resistance at 27, trickled down and then came right back up. This quarter two earnings with some good numbers could absolutely obliterate that that wall that we found at 27 so really would not be surprised with this snap earnings play honestly zach what do you think what are you thinking for a star pick of the week jeez it's kind of it's a toughie i know brother it's a real toughie because we got three piping hot heaters on the table i don't know i mean i was thinking opk but with their three plus billion dollar market cap means they have like 460 million shares outstanding i think they might hit five or six by the end of the week which is like a 50 percenter but i honestly think maybe azn astrazeneca should be our bonus i mean should be our little star picker just because vaccine plays now are definitely the thing they're definitely the thing see i love that i love that azn but just remembering what that quarter one earnings call did for snapchat is just giving me a feeling in my tummy And so I think we might have to put two star picks of the week. I'm thinking. I mean, we might as well do three. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, we do. We control the rules yeah. here. So you know what? Three, three star picks of the week this week. We got three haters. Get ready for it. Make your money this week, guys, because you know here at the break room, only piping hot plays are coming out. Exactly. And, and these three are definitely, we're confident, I think, these three are probably going to be one of the, the most consistent plays that we put on a podcast as far as you're going to look at them now and then you're going to look at them two weeks from now and, and we can almost 100% guarantee you guys they're going to be up. 
episode 30 of the break room which is this episode might go down in history as <laughs> the biggest percentage week so i mean episode 30 is going to be i mean i'm personally thinking it's going to be one to remember so you guys remember this week the the week of july 20th we gave it to you guys and now it's your turn to take action i mean if you guys buy in on monday and i know we stress entry ex, entry and exit points but these three stocks are not swings these are solid companies that have potential and have a future i mean zach would you not agree if somebody listening to this had a hundred dollars and said i really don't know any much about stocks i personally think if they put their money in these three stocks evenly and and diverse their spread from astrazeneca opk and snapchat and came back two months later i think they would be profitable a hundred percent they would be profitable especially with the i mean the vaccine plays right now what we've seen recently is that people who just are a little scared to get in these vaccine companies because they're too high they're just missing out on opportunity because these things are just running they're breaking numbers like we've never seen before and i wouldn't be surprised if astrazeneca follows in the path and we'll make sure to keep you guys updated all week on social medias the link will be in the description we keep you guys up to date on what's going on with all three picks and so just like that i want to thank you guys for checking back into the break room Make sure to close clock back in. Make sure to get those plays. Make sure to make some money this week because we gave you guys three heaters. And we'll catch you guys on Wednesday for the bonus stock of the week. Thanks so much, guys.